All right, part three of our toxic environment conversation. Now we're gonna talk about what to do when you find yourself in it. And you, we can talk about either as a victim or as a leader who has a toxic environment they're trying to fix. Tim, what do you think? Where do you wanna start? Uh, this is simple, do something different. So if you, if you feel like you're in a toxic environment, you're not sure, or you're, if you feel in that place of uncertainty where your workplace is not nourishing you, where your workplace is not growing you, where your workplace is not giving you what you feel you need, then it's time to do something different. Mm -hmm. So don't follow the same path you followed before. And it might be, I mean, I was, uh, I was talking to someone the other day about a friend who had a problem with a teenage daughter, you know, and they were rowing every night. And I just said, do something different. I said, as soon as you go into battle, I said, leave the room and bake a cake. Mm. And he went, that's a brilliant idea. I'll do that. I mean, bake a cake was ridiculous as far as I was concerned, but he really picked up on it. He's like, I'll do that. But it was, it was so obscure that it was like, yeah, let's do that. So my recommendation is if you have that recognized, that feeling you're in a toxic culture is step one, do something different to see what happens. Speak differently, say nothing, speak more, uh, be louder, be quieter, speak to other people. Don't speak to other people. Whatever you've done before, do it differently. Mm, absolutely. Karina, do you have thoughts on that? Yeah, no, I think, I think that's, a, that's a good way to go. And I think if, you know, for me, I always find communication is key, but I think it's a case of how you communicate because there's always the possibility that you're feeling victimized when actually no one's intending to you know, make a victim of you. No one's actually attacking you. That's a possibility. Mm -hmm. So I think from my end of things would be a case of communicate you know if because keeping it to yourself it will just fester and you know you i mean robin you're a good advocate for this you know vocalize things to make them see if they make sense and try and make sense of them but don't do it from a this person's picking on me point of view mm. try and stick clear of accusations if anything try and frame it as questions um you know for from a reasonably objective person perhaps somebody you haven't spoken to so far about it at all um and just say look this is how i'm feeling not sure if if, if it's warranted or not. Um, I'm wondering from an outside point of, you know, point of view, how is it looking to, to somebody else and get some further insights, but get the communication going and don't let it just fester in your head. Mm -hmm. Yeah, ask why questions. I find why questions are so helpful because as adults, we're really bad about making up why. Toddlers ask why questions all the time, but as adults, we just make it up and then we believe it. And I think that if you're in a toxic relationship, it's de definitely better to, uh, Ask those why questions. Yeah. I think one of the things I find when I'm in a coaching environment with an individual, uh, you know, one-on-one, -on -one, it can be anyone, senior level, uh, manager, whatever. But very rarely you find yourself in a position where the person's talking, you've been going 10 minutes and you're completely lost. Right. And you, you know, and you're there going, I don't understand this. And, and how, what are they talking about? And where is it going? Now, uh, that's a difficult situation because as a professional coach, you're supposed to be steering and guiding, bringing clarity, and there's none. Mm. Um, now, in that situation, you could see that as being a bit like a toxic environment where you don't really know where you're, um, you know, what's going on in your environment, and it's be you're being led a little bit, maybe, or being perhaps there's a storyline being told. Um, my, my general attitude at that point is to turn around, and in the back of what you're saying around why, Robin, is to go. What is this person making me feel like? Mm. So let's take all the words out. Let's take 10 minutes of words away and go. And then I'll say, so I'll say something like, you know, we've been going 10 minutes now and I feel like I've been blown over by a fire hose. Mm. Um, do you think you get that a lot? 
and then see how they respond. So you completely turn it on its head and you sort of say, I'm, I'm going to take all the words out because they, they, I'm lost with the words. But I'm, and I'm going to take the feeling now that I have being lost with these words and explore that. I think sometimes for people, when you're lost, looking at the bigger picture and sort of say, well, I don't feel right here. Mm. You know, there's lots of words, credible stuff being banded around. But what is it? How, how does it make me feel? And then and tackle that issue. And mm. that might be a good way of getting out of it. Yeah. Steve. Yeah. Um, I, it's ironic that, you know, we're talking about toxic environments in the middle of a pandemic, which is the ultimate worldwide toxic environment, if you like. And as a as a reflection of what could happen in a business, the uh, countries that have done best in the pandemic are the ones who worked quickest, who did things fastest. So maybe the answer is whatever it is, as soon as you sense that there is something wrong, act, do something. As Tim says, do something different. Rather than wait and see if it's toxic, wait and see if it's going to spread, nip it in the bud. Get there early. I think if you're thinking it's toxic, it is. Yeah. The idea, you know, when I teach conflict resolution, I always talk about how any communication is a dance. And if you change your step, your partner has to change theirs or get out of the dance. Like there's just no way, any other option. And I agree with you, Steve. I think moving quickly on toxicity keeps it from spreading. Like the whole bad apple, if you pick the bad apple out and then pick out all the ones around it that are bad and like either cut the bad out or do whatever, you keep it from spreading to the whole barrel. And I think that organizations wait too long. Mm. Possibly from a sense of fear in terms of what if I act and it's the wrong thing to do. But I think the key thing to remember there is that, that there are very few actions that you can take short of firing someone <laughs> obviously that's a bit irreversible um but yeah most things are you can you can redeem yourself if you've if you pull people into a room and say right yeah i'm detecting a few things are going wrong here talk to me about it what's going on that communication is never going to go in a bad direction um if you accuse somebody directly it's not ideal it's not the best way to handle it but even then there's always the option of apologizing there's always the option of saying i'm really sorry I've, i didn't mean to offend anybody i'm just trying to get to the bottom of, of x y and z you know there, there are things so i think don't be too fearful of acting mm. um you know that there, there's no there isn't always a right and wrong and also so many different personality types it's what's right for one is wrong for the next so at the end of the day just do something <laughs> Yeah. Who's responsible? Who's responsible for solving toxic environments? The person next to the person who's toxic or the person next to the bad apples. Mm. Or everyone. In that, in or, that. or everybody who's close to the bad apples. If there's a, if there's a clap of, of rot, if there's a, if there's a, a, a core of, of difficulty within an organization, everyone who has immediate contact with those people, the people around them, are the people who should act. And they should act, if ideally, they should act in concert. But even if it's acting in a kind of touch-and-go way, so one person starts to act and tells other people so that it connects, maybe that's the way to, to isolate that toxic nest, if you like, and move it in. And another way of looking at it, who's responsible? You are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you recognize toxicity, you're responsible to do something about it. Two minutes. This is the question I have now. Can a toxic person change? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, what, what kind of coach would we be if we said no? <laughs> <laughs> organizational one who weeds toxic people out and ships them off to greener pastures. Yeah, true. But yeah, mostly, no, I do. I do believe people can change. Mostly with toxic people, it's not the person that's toxic; it's the relationship that's toxic. Mm. And they may have a, they may have toxic relationships with everybody in the organization, but there's probably somebody who loves them somewhere. So it's about the communication. It's about that 
connection, that networking. And therefore, um, yeah, the, the individual can be changed or can change themselves. You know, right. They have to decide they want to change. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Tim, what do you think? You didn't say anything when I asked that question. Um, slightly, I don't really, I, I, I don't know what to say. I'm slightly out to lunch on that one. Um, I think I'll tell you why. I think there are some people that can't change. Well, that, let's not even get on the horse of narcissism because you know yeah, I can talk so, about that for 10 minutes all by itself. So that's why I'm a bit unsure, but I didn't want to go there because it's a whole new subject and we've only got like, but, and you know, leaders at the top, you know, we talk about the, or people talk about leaders at the top having, you know, being psychopathic and we hear these words, don't we, about them having no feelings and all this stuff. Well, it, it, it may be true. It may well be true. And can they be changed? I'm, I think most can, but I think to assume all can is naive. I and think anybody who wants to change, yeah. anybody who wants to change can change. If you don't yeah. want to change, you won't change. So for me, it's not so much a can't, it's a won't in a lot of cases. And if we, if we, I don't know, Robin, you might, you might be able to knock this back, but I, in my little limited experience, narcissists don't want to change because they're the center of the world. Well, and they're not wrong. They're never wrong. So, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like Tim said, whole separate subject narcissism is, and I could go on that for days, so let's not go there. I want to thank you all for being here with me for these three conversations about toxic work environments. They have been so much fun, so stimulating. I enjoy it so much. Thank you, and we will do it again soon. Thanks, Robin. Cheers, Robin.